back outside. It's a beautiful day. It must be April in Indianapolis because the weather's gorgeous and the Colts are making moves. It's much more important, and we'll get to this, it's much more important to win April than it is March. And the Colts went a long way toward winning April today, signing Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, formerly of the Patriots, formerly of the Bills before that, and formerly last year of the Carolina Panthers. Paul George, not going to play tonight for the Clippers. He tested positive for COVID, so he is on the shelf again for the Clippers. They're playing game in jeopardy tonight. Their season in jeopardy because of Paul George. That's the way he is. That's the way it is. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Friday, April 15th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got a plumbing problem? You know what? They got plumbing solutions. Give them a call. 765-610-8809. If you have a question, donate. You donate, I see the question immediately. You don't donate, I don't see it immediately. Uh, but I'll answer questions uh, as, as we get them. I'll interrupt what I'm talking about to answer your queries. This is how much I care about you. It's what we do. Let's talk about sports. So Stephon Gilmore, one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, played eight games last year, but don't let that fool you about his health. He played the last eight games last year after the Patriots gave up on him as he was rehabbing from uh, surgery to repair a torn quad. So he sat for the Panthers, rehabbing, got back on the field, played those last eight games, and was a Pro Bowl alternate. Here are some facts and figures. All right, the Colts signed Gilmore, $23 million over two years, $14 million guaranteed. That's what it takes, that's what it takes. And we're going to talk about 10 things that make this 10 things we learned today because Stephon Gilmore is coming to the Colts because the Colts pulled that trigger. Um, he's going to be 32 on September 19th. But you know what? This is a guy, he played good football last year, the last eight games of the season for the Carolina Panthers. Um, he played 11 games for the Pants in 2020. Like I said, he got hurt, rehabbed it. He's back at 100%. Uh, he was drafted number 10 in the 2012 draft by the Buffalo Bills. He's a five-time Pro Bowler two-time All-Pro first-team selection, and one-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. That was just three years ago in 2019. 27 career picks, 116 passes defensed. Uh, this is a guy who can play cornerback at a really, really high level. So we'll talk in a minute about the guys who are coming and the guys who have gone and why the Colts are so much better off today than they were, man, even yesterday. It's been a big week for the Indianapolis Colts, adding Rodney McLeod and Stephon Gilmore. All of a sudden, this is kind of a different team. All right, the number 10 thing that we have learned this week about the Indianapolis Colts through the signings of McLeod and of Gilmore. The Colts have a plan at wide receiver that will be executed throughout the NFL draft. That's just the way it is, because there's no way you sign Stephon Gilmore to a contract like this, guaranteeing 14 million bucks over the next two years, unless you want to win right to hell now. And Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, Jim say everybody associated, Brian Decker, all these guys, they understand 
that the Colts cannot win right now with what they got in the wide receiver room, and that is Michael Pittman Jr., Ashton Doolin. Nothing against Ashton Doolin. He's a hell of a special teamer, right? Mike Strawn and Des Patman, among others. You're not going to win. And Paris Campbell. We always forget about Paris Campbell because, frankly, he's so seldom on the field. Nothing against Paris Campbell. I hope he comes back. I hope he's strong. I hope he plays all 17 games. We embrace him with our hope and our dream that he can get on the field and stay on the field. But until we see it, we're not going to believe it, right? Number nine, the deep. So they're going to go address this in the draft. That's the point. Number nine, the defense has been upgraded significantly at three spots this offseason. To go out and get Yannick Ngakwe, who is the perfect kind of Leo guy, the edge guy in Gus Bradley's defense. You went out and got Rodney McLeod. Terrific signing. Kyle Long wants to know, thanks for the donation, by the way. Made a great pick in Gilmore. Their past defense has not been good. They invested a lot in their defense in the offseason. Yes, they have invested a lot. This is where they've made upgrades. And, and it's so interesting to me because it's not the obvious place to make the upgrades. It's so Chris Ballard. You know what I mean? Chris Ballard, we don't give him credit for this often enough, but I'm going to give him credit for this. He is thinking at a higher level, and he is a patient man, and he feels no urgency to inform fans as to what he is doing or what his plan is. And that's cool by me as long as he's got a plan. Now, does that make us nervous? Yeah, that makes us nervous. You bet your ass it does. After 42 and 42 in the five years he's been the GM, we're looking for a little bit something different. We remember the last time the Colts made an upgrade at the GM position. I'm sorry, Ryan Grigson, it wasn't you. It was Bill Polian coming in and replacing Bill Tobin. Bill Polian came in first year, 3-13. and 13. Growing pains, right, with Peyton Manning as a rookie, set the all-time record for rookie interceptions. Then, year two, 13-3. and three. Year three, I think 10-6. and six. The following year, didn't go so well, and Jim Mora got fired, replaced by Tony Dungy. Then all of a sudden, whoop, they start averaging 12 wins a season. More than that, they win a Super Bowl. They go to another Super Bowl. So, Chris Ballard, I'm willing to accept that he's thinking at a different level. And this defense and the defensive moves reflect that. Yep. All right, number nine, they have they have upgraded. You know, McLeod and Gakwe and Gilmore are significant upgrades over what they've had. Nothing against Julian Blackman, but Julian Blackman has trouble staying on the field too. You feel like with McLeod, he's going to be able to stay on the field. At least you've got a good rotation of three safeties. And with McLeod, you've got a guy who's kind of a jack-of-all-trades back there. He can go box safety, he can go free safety, uh, keep the top on the defense, or he can go in and mix it up and stop the run. That's a nice guy to have. Plus, he's a great dude. I traveled with the Rams in 2012. He was with the Rams in 2012. Really, really good guy. In his rookie year, in Jeff Fisher's first year as the head coach of the Rams. Number eight, if healthy... Gilmore is still excellent. He's 31 right now. He's going to be 32, but he played at a high level those last eight games of the season for the Panthers. He can play. As you age, as you evolve toward your, I guess, intellectual maturity, if you evolve beyond your physical capability, 
you wind up being better at a DB. Rick Venturi always says, and, and told DBs when he coached him, he said, look, you, you listen to me now. I'm going to add two years to your career on the back end of your career. All right? So listen to me. Stefan Gilmore is a guy who can play and he can impart the lessons that he's learned, and this will come up later too, to the current guys on the roster. All right? That is going to manifest itself in two ways with this defensive backfield. We'll get to that in a second. Number seven, the Colts are as all in as they're capable of being. All right? Less need is more a guy who's going to make some kind of novelty bets at the craps table than Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard is going to come to the craps table with a stack of chips and a plan, and he's going to execute that plan. Les Snead is a guy might be tossing back some beers, says, you know what, I'm betting boxcars this time around. Put a hunch on boxcars. What are the odds that's going to come up? Last offseason, Les Snead hit it big with three different deals, really big, had a good nucleus, and then added a guy like Matthew Stafford, added Von Miller, added Odell Beckham Jr. What'd they get out of that? They got a Lombardi trophy, right? Ballard is not that guy. This is as all-in as they can be, going out and signing a free agent like Stephon Gilmore, going out, signing a guy like McLeod, going out and spending. Really, Yannick Ngakwe was more a cut-and-sign guy than he was a trade. I mean, Rocky Seen and Yannick Ngakwe are not of equivalent value at all. I know that Ngakwe is kind of a, a scheme-specific guy, but Rocky Seen's a placeholder. Uh, number six, the Andy's just been upped. Like, if you play for the Indianapolis Colts, you understand right now, you don't win, it's your ass. That goes for Reich, that goes for Ballard, that goes for everybody associated with this franchise from the towel boy all the way up through the roster, the coaching staff, everybody in the front office. It is time to win in Indianapolis. And that message has been sent by Chris Ballard and received by everybody tethered to the organization, even birthday boy, media relations specialist, the great Matt Conti. Celebrates a birthday on tax day. Rugged day to have a birthday. Uh, number five, Isaiah Rogers is going to get better. He's going to get better for two reasons. Number one, Ron Miles was added as the defensive backs coach. He is going to be able to impart lessons to uh, Isaiah Rogers, and that will make him better. And then having somebody to watch, a pro to emulate, like Stephon Gilmore, that is a really big deal for the career of Isaiah Rogers. Really big deal. Uh, Brandon Faison, too, although Brandon Faison's a little longer in the tooth. He's been around for a while. However, having a guy like Gilmore sort of set the tone in that room full of quarterbacks, having McLeod and Gilmore among the DBs, that's absolutely huge. The, uh, it, you know, it, we mentioned this before. It's always better to win in April than it is March. The teams that win in March, like how many times did the Cleveland Browns win March? They keep winning March, like over and over again. They're signing guys, they're throwing money at guys, and they go seven and ten, or they go nine and eight, you know eight and nine. They're mediocre to bad year after year after year because they win in March, and that don't count. You win in April in free agency and through the draft, you got a chance to hang banners. We'll see if the Colts are good enough to do it. 
Uh, number three, the Colts have just evolved from scrappy to serious. And that's about expectations. And that's about professionalism. And not being a bunch of 23-year-olds trying to figure out what it means to be a professional football player, but having role models in the room like DeForest Buckner, like Stephon Gilmore, like Rodney McLeod, right? Like Reggie Wayne as an assistant coach, like Mike Mitchell as an assistant coach, like Matt Ryan as a quarterback. We haven't even talked about Matt Ryan, and we're talking about how much better the Colts are. That room just got serious about a championship. Whether they're good enough to win a championship, that's going to be a different kind of equation. That calculus is different. But they just got serious. This isn't, you know, Darius Leonard talking to Kamoko Ture, talking to Ben Bandigou, talking to Bobby Okereke about, well, what do we do? I, I, I guess we just get energetic and we try to poke the ball loose. That's not what this is anymore. Number two, Matt Ryan just became that much more important because his presence has allowed risks to be taken elsewhere. Cato June, really, really good point. Cato June is going to be a big help on that coaching staff. Cato June's a great dude. He used to come on my radio show, and, and he was just wonderful. And at the time, I think he was coaching high school football in, uh, in Maryland. And just a wonderful guy. Anyway... Love Kato June being a part of that. Ron Miles, I've mentioned, being a part of it. Really important. John Fox, a big part of it, being important too. Here's the thing. If you got Carson Wentz, I'm not going to crap all over Carson Wentz, but you're thinking, okay, what do we got here? The guy gets injured. He's kind of flaky a little bit. You know, he extends plays too long. He doesn't read the defenses as well as, as we would like. But you know what? Every once in a while, he makes a play that's just awesome. So we take the risk at quarterback. But if you got a quarterback where you can count on that guy being there every Sunday or Thursday or Monday or whatever, and you know he's going to make the right decisions, all of a sudden that frees you up to go spend some money on a guy like Gilmore because you don't have to worry about quarterback anymore, and that is a big deal. Number one, this could be a team to watch. The Colts could. I don't want to get all over my skis about this, right? not going to call this a Super Bowl team, but with the Chiefs taking a step back, right, which they did, Tyreek Hill being gone is a significant loss for the Chiefs. The Bills, they're still kind of bubbling. I'm not sure who the Bills are at this point, especially defensively. The Titans, they got Tannehill as a quarterback. Are you happy if you're a Tennessee fan with Tannehill as a quarterback? Can Derrick Henry stay healthy? A.J. Brown, can he stay healthy? That defense, it's good, but it's not great. What do you got? The Colts just got racy, right? Now they got a car. Now they got a crew. Now you feel like they can go the 500 miles and keep the accelerator pressed to the floor. It's not May yet. We're still using metaphors uh, that hearken to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The losses for this team, significant to Ray, Hilton, Pascal, at least at this point, Hilton. Right? Uh, Yassine, Al Qadin Muhammad, Wentz, Fisher, Glowinski, Reed, Odom, Doyle, Rhodes. You picked up Ngakwe, Gilmore, McLeod, Ryan, Brandon King, Armani Watts, Faison, and whoever you get in the draft. I am all about swapping those guys out and bringing new guys in. I'm in behind this. Uh, I think the Colts got better this week. 
the Los Angeles Clippers. They, they're, man, what are they doing, right? They're taking on New Orleans, and Paul George tests positive for COVID, so he can't play tonight. And Kawhi Leonard hadn't played all year. And so they're going to go into a playing game. Win one, you move on. You play in the playoffs. You lose, you're out. Your best player just tested positive for COVID. What the hell is going on with Paul George? This is what happens with a guy like Paul George. You just know that behind door number three is crap. That's what you know. All right. I don't understand all this love for Likely. I got to tell you, Likely's nice. But every single day, I got comments all over. You got to get lively. Got to get lively at tight end. What is going on? The Cavs, Hawks tonight. Hawks minus two. Despite the fact this game's being played in Cleveland, Jared Allen may be playing tonight. It's going to be a game-time decision. He's an all-star, 16-point, 11-rebound-per-game guy. If he's in uniform and he can play, this is going to be huge. No, we want the Cavaliers to win. Cavaliers win. The Pacers get that 16th overall pick. I can't wait. Can't wait for fall. Can't wait for the NBA draft. Can't wait for the NFL draft. We only got... Really, the draft for the Colts begins two weeks from tonight. I can't wait for it. Enjoy your tax day. 